Turn back to the book of Acts, chapter number 20. We're not going to be very long tonight at all. And just want to go over a few things in the scriptures. Last week, uh, we started, last Sunday night, talking on the subject of wolves in the church, okay? It's, a, it's, a, it's something that no preacher likes to preach about. Nobody likes to talk about. Nobody likes to think that it's really needed. Acts chapter number 20. Acts chapter number 20. We're going to begin to read verse number 28. Okay. Acts chapter number 20. And uh, we're going to begin to read verse number 28. No one wants to think that this is a problem. And, and we noticed last week we started looking at the characteristics of wolves. And... Uh, Somebody said, the preacher, why are you preaching on, on this subject? You, you speculate and there's wolves amongst you, amongst us. Well, you ain't always got to speculate things are amongst you to warn folks about what may come. And uh, what, we, what we need to do is to be aware. Like I told you last week, I'll, you know, I'm not going to always be here. I'm not near as young as I used to be. But I, I do know this, that there is a, that if the Lord hadn't come back and, and called the church out, there'll be a church, I believe, here. I believe they'll need uh, the help of the, of the Lord. I believe you all, some of you here, will need the help of the Lord to know uh, how to do things and what to do, but be very careful. Sometimes we get the idea that a wolf appears uh, as a preacher, and that's not necessarily the case. There's wolves of all stripes, okay? And uh, there's, there's those that come in to seek and devour to destroy, and that's what we noticed last week uh, in the Word of God. We read from this same place last week, and like I said, I, I'm not going to be very long tonight just to go over a few things. Acts chapter number 20, going to begin to read with verse number 28. If you're able, would you stand in honor of the reading of the Word of God? Acts 20 and verse number 28. Take heed therefore unto yourselves, and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers, Feed the church of God, which is which he hath purchased with his own blood. This I know, for, for I know this, I'm sorry, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Also of your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things, to draw away disciples after them. Therefore watch, and remember that by the space of three years, I cease not to warn everyone night and day with tears. And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance all, among all them which are sanctified. Father in heaven, thank you for the privilege tonight that we could look into the word of God again. I pray, Lord, you'd help us as we look at the topic, look at the subject, God of wolves the church, and I pray, God, that you just touch us, touch our mouth, help us, Lord, as we as we look, and help us, God, as we speak, to say the things that only heaven would be in favor of, and God, help us not to say anything, Lord, that might go against you in any way. God, I pray you'd make it beneficial into our hearts, help us to leave uh, with a greater desire for you than what we came. Save those, God, tonight might be lost, forgive us of our failures, I pray. In Jesus' precious name, and he's worthy. Amen. Amen. Thank you.
you can be seated. Wolves in the church. We looked last week at, at the, this beginning in this subject, and, and uh, I looked last week at the characteristics, or at some of the characteristics of wolves when you began to, uh, to, to study. I, I know that many of you, I gave Brother Mike a book this morning uh, that Brother Hanley Milby wrote on wolves in the church, and it's a, a great little book, and it's the one that, that comes through a lot of uh, uh, a lot of experience, I reckon you'd say. It's not written uh, by, by happenstance, but it's written because it, uh, this old, that old preacher had experienced some great things as far as that goes uh, when it, in his ministry uh, and uh, having to face some things and face wolves at times. There, there comes a time when every man of God has to face a wolf. Uh, that's just all there is to it. There, there comes a time when every church has to face the wolf. And I want you to know, uh, the wolf don't come just to take care of the man of God. The wolf comes to devour the church. Uh, he comes to destroy the church. He comes to, to, to tear down what God wants to do. And I, we noticed and we talked last week how that a wolf is a wolf, okay? A wolf is not a sheep, and you cannot turn a wolf into a sheep. I, I'm not a Calvinist by no means. I, I don't want you to think that. I don't want nobody, but, but, but just as, as those would say before us, a wolf is a wolf is a wolf, and that's the way uh, that it comes about. That's the way that it takes place. Wolves don't eat sheep food, uh, therefore, so uh, there's there's not a whole lot they can learn when it comes to this. Tonight, we want to look at the subject of wolves and water, wolves and water. Now, when you think about water uh, and, and wolves, uh, uh, you think, well, what in the world's that got to do? A wolf's got to have water. There's a lot of things that, that in, in studying about wolves and animals in general, uh, that you'll under that you'll learn when you begin to to know there's some animals that that love water there's some animals that thrive in water there's some that 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 gain uh, a lot of access when they're in water and there's some animals that uh, that really uh, uh cannot tolerate water at all they don't want any water around them at all wolves um, uh, do not fight or or travel well what we've studied what we can learn and what I've read behind other folks uh, is that wolves don't travel well in water. Uh, they don't like water a whole lot. Y'all ever throw the cat in water? Y'all ever seen how a cat re reacts when you put them in water? I've treated a cat any way in the world. I'll just be honest with you. I'm not going to do a wolf that way, okay, because I don't want to get that close to them. Uh, but I've been told, and from what I've learned, is that a wolf really does not like water at all. Water has a, has a dispelling effect on wolves. Uh, the only time a wolf will, will, will cross water and have to swim is when they would be going to travel or to be traveling and have to reach a different, a different destination. If there's a way around it, uh, they'd, they'd like to get around the water. They don't want to get there. Uh, large animals, and we've seen this, and I've, I've got documentation of this, that large animals, when they were being pursued by a wolf, Brother Mike, uh, uh, that there's many times that when they can, they'll get to a deepest spot of water that they can, and there they'll get in that deep water and turn around and face the wolf, uh, and there at that time they'll, uh, they'll, they'll have a spite and chance because that wolf uh, is not going to handle itself well uh, uh, in the water. The deeper uh, the water, the better off the victim is uh, when they're facing a wolf. Uh, now, I'm going to tell you what the Bible says. The Bible said uh, that the Word of God is the, is the living water. Amen. It, uh, there's some goodness uh, in the washing or the water of the Word of God. Ain't that good? 
I'm glad tonight that we got uh, the Word of God. And, and I'm going to tell you what a wolf don't like when we're talking about a church wolf. Uh, uh, a church wolf cannot tolerate. A church wolf cannot stand. A church wolf does not like uh, the Word of God. And they will not be able to stand when God's Word is facing them, when they're faced with the Word of God. Uh, through the Scripture, uh, we find that there's two things that we notice about uh, water and two representations that the water represents. We told you one is the Word of God. That is the still water. Remember in Psalms uh, 23 uh, how that the, uh, the, the, the shepherd, the good shepherd, would lead uh, those sheep beside the still water. There, there he'd lead them in the... In the ways of righteousness, that that still water, that water that's not moving, that water uh, that's uh, uh, that's very well calm and it's soothing and it's a uh, it, it's a uh, beneficial to them. A sheep uh, a sheep don't very well like rough water. Uh, they don't like it at all because uh, you know they they they're they're kind of a timid animal when it comes to that. Uh, so they like that still water, the Word of God. I'm gonna tell you something today, folks. Let's get gets me concerned is when you see folks that claim to be sheep that don't care nothing for God's word. Uh, people that claim to be saved by God by God's grace that don't they don't care one thing about the Bible. I'm telling you something that what we need to understand, folks, is as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. I believe in this. I know one thing. I've watched enough babies to know this, that a baby, when they get old enough or when they get to get here on this earth, that they've got a desire and they'll let you know that they want that milk, right? They'll let you know. I will understand a child of God that don't want the word of God. I don't understand why, how that we think we can make it without God's Word. I don't understand how you think you can be spiritual without God's Word. I don't understand how you think you can make it through life without the Word of God. I'm telling you uh, that our Bible is necessary. The Word of God is necessary for a child of God today to be effective in the ministry that God would call you or would call us into, and that is to be uh, faithful stewards, to, uh, to tell others about the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, this is all subject for a minute. You say, preacher, uh, but I'm telling you, what, do, do you love God's Word today? How much do you love it? How, how often do you partake of it? How many times do you sit down and you take of the Word of God? I'm telling you something. I, I, I know that, that, that there's a lot of folk that claim to be saved that, can't, that don't know anything about the Bible. Never read one thing. Y'all with me tonight? They don't know one thing about God's Word, don't care what God's Word says. I've heard of people. I pastored a church uh, several years ago that when after I left, I heard the, the, the statement was made that one of the members approached another member and said, well, the Bible says this, and began to tell him what the Bible said. And that man looked at him, man was the man was the church treasurer. Matter of fact, uh, uh, this church treasurer looked at this other guy and said, I don't care what that book says. Now, he's taking care of the purse. Kind of me like a lot like Judas, don't it? Uh, but uh, I don't care what that book says. I'm going to tell you that's a dangerous territory to be in. When, when, a, when, when a person that, that says they're a saved child of God don't care what God's Word says. But listen to me. I wonder tonight, you may not verbally say it, but do you live in a manner that you really don't care what God's Word says. You really don't care what the Bible teaches. You really don't care 
because your life's not going to change. You're not going to do anything any different than what you've ever done. You're going to be just as ungodly as what you've always. You're not, your life's not going to change. I, I preached my guts out in here this morning, and, and I appreciate all the good things we've heard, and I appreciate, but I'm just wondering what's it going to be like when we come next week. How big of a difference is it going to be in the life of individuals by the time next week gets around here? Am I going to have to beg again? Or am I going to have to plead with folks again? And, and, and you see, uh, and that's not the intentions of God. That's not the purpose of the Word of God. We need that still water. It's cheap. And we ought to want that. But not only does that water, that, that, does that water represent still water, but sometimes uh, there's running water. You know what running water would, would represent in the Word of God is the Spirit of God. And a, she, and a, and a, and a wolf don't like water. Wolf gets uncomfortable around water. Wolf gets uncomfortable when there's still water. Then the wolf gets uncomfortable when the water's got a little movement to it. Don't know what to think. Don't know what to say. Don't know what to tell. What to, what's happening when things get a little uh, stirred up in the house of God. When the Spirit of God gets to moving a little bit, we ain't never done things that way around here. Uh, but God's Spirit, you know, ain't never been really as powerful. Uh, I, I've had folks tell me, well, I, I believe that's y'all part charismatic. We've been called everything from snake handlers to everything else. Uh, and it's just because sometimes we wanted to praise the Lord and, and give God glory and, and credit for what he's done in our life. Uh, but, but, but wolves, they can't, they can't take it when it's, when it's being stirred up around the house of God. So the wolves in water, uh, knowing this, Every church should be constant in their study of the Word of God. Every church member should desire for the Spirit of God to move in the services. Do you desire that? How much? Every church. We, you know what? We ought to desire that because that, that, that is a wolf repellent. The Word of God and the Spirit of God is a wolf repellent. And, and they don't, they don't, wolves can't function again. The reason today that so many wolves are, are, are infiltrating so many churches, and I, you hear it everywhere. I just, just right down the road, pre, uh, folks, you know, that has risen, uh, rose up against their preacher and, and, and he's no longer there because the wolves in the church and because they, that he, he fought until he couldn't fight anymore and, and nobody would, he would stand. And, and then all of a sudden, you know, it's time to, to go because, uh, you know, it's just a terrible thing. Uh, but, but the fact is that, that wolves come in the church and begin to destroy things. And it's because there's so lack of a, of a spirit of God there. And, and, and because the, the reason there's a lack of the spirit of God there is not because God's got weak or old. It's because the church is unconcerned anymore. We've come to the place where we don't really desire the moving of the spirit of God. Wolves may attend when things are moving in the right direction, but they have a hard time attacking. Why? Because the water's too deep and it's moving a little bit too fast. They can't get their feet, they, they don't want to get their feet wet. They don't want the moving of the Spirit of God. The greatest problem in our churches today as a whole. Brother Willis, you travel around, you see a lot more than I do. I'm just talking about what I'm what I what I pastor, what I see locally around here. 
greatest problem in our churches today, I believe I see, is a lack of the presence of the Holy Spirit of God. What happened to old-time Holy Ghost conviction? Old-time moving of the Spirit of God. Old-time weeping. Old-time crying. Old-time altar calls. Old, oh, oh, I'm talking about just old-fashioned church. Today we've programmed God out of everything. Today we've, 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 we've tolerated the infiltration of, of worldliness into our services. And it's created coldness. And coldness in the churches today causes the, the water to freeze over. When the water begins to freeze over, it gives wolves stable ground to attack on. You think about it now. When, you, when the water begins to freeze, when things get cold in the church, and you know when cold, things get cold in the church is when they get cold in your life. When, when things get cold in your house, when things get cold in your life, in your Bible time, in your prayer time, things that get, get cold. I, I, was, I, was, I noticed on the video just a while ago that, uh, that the man in his prayer time, y'all see him with his prayer list of praying? Uh, when's the last time you sat down with your prayer list and prayed? When's the last time? Well, I know somebody don't believe in that. I know amongst a crowd of folks when you got 30 or 40 folks, I don't believe in that. I believe you're just pray, pray. You don't pray much, do you? You don't pray much. You see, the problem is we don't believe in prayer. We don't believe that prayer is necessary. And what's happened, the water's freezing over. When the water freezes over, we give wolves stable ground to stand on so we can get attacked. No place, no water to, 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 to be in there. Please don't let the church freeze over. Please don't let the church freeze over. There's folks are crying out. There's children. There's little children that they ain't able to in here tonight, but they, they don't need the church to freeze over. There, there's youngins in here tonight that don't they don't even know it, but they don't need the church to freeze over. There's older ones of us in here tonight that, that we may not acknowledge it, but we don't need the church to freeze over. You know, what we, we need one another, and we need the help of God. We, we don't need the church to freeze over. We don't need to give the wolves ground. We don't need to give the wolves place so they can attack our families and attack our homes. And we don't need the wolves to, to, to have place so that we can, uh, uh, they, they can attack uh, every, every uh, uh, ministry that the church has. Uh, don't let the church freeze over, and the church will begin to freeze over when your life begins to get cold. You ought to pray for God to keep spiritual heat around the house of God. God keep it around. We don't need ice cubes in the pulpit. Neither do we need them in the pews. Brother, we need the fire of God. We need heat. It does not begin in a public place. It begins at a private altar where the fire of God is kindled. Where's your private place? Where's your secret place? I remember a few years ago I preached for about, I don't know how long, several months on the subject of prayer. Brother Dane, you remember when I preached on that? And I don't know, but I felt like at that particular time that most all of us had a place that we would pray. I felt like at that time most of us had a, had a secret place and we could find ourselves and we'd go there visit very frequently. We'd pray. I wonder today how often do we go to that secret place 
pray. How often do we go there? How often do we pray? How, how, how often do we get along with God? You see, there's wolves ready to attack. There's wolves ready to, to get our family. There's wolves ready to destroy you. There's wolves ready to defeat your family. There's wolves ready to drag you under. One reason, only reason they can access you is one, one you're, not the, you're not very close to the Word of God. You're not, you're not, there's not enough Spirit of God around where you are. And the reason that's not is because we have no place of prayer anymore. We forgot to pray. The Bible said the Lord Jesus said, I would that men would always pray and not to faint. The disciples asked the Lord, Lord, teach us to pray. I noticed this, the, the Lord, they didn't say, Lord, teach us how to pray, but I find him where he said, Lord, teach us to pray. Now you say, preacher, well, that's what he meant. That ain't what he said. He said, teach us to pray. I believe what most Baptists need today is to learn to pray again. We need to learn that we need prayer. We need to call out to God. We need, to, we need the help of God. We need the touch of God. We need the move of God. Our children need God's help. Our children need us to be a praying, Brother Mike. Our grandchildren need us a praying. Our families need us a praying. Our loved ones need it. Our community needs us praying. We need to be praying. We need to pray ourselves. We don't even realize some of these things. Wolves are gaining ground today because we have forgotten to pray. Wolves are known also to carry a, a disease called hydrophobia. You ever heard that? Hydrophobia? You know what that's called in modern day? It's called rabies. Hydrophobia. Ra rabies, uh, when, a, when, a, when anything, a dog or raccoon or Anything is infected with this disease, uh, that, that animal that's infected, that one thing they cannot do, they cannot drink water. They're unable to do that. There's something about water that attacks their, go, go research it yourself, I've done this, it, it, it comes in, um, muscles are in their, in their throat, they, they can't drink water. They said a lot of times that, that, that you'll see, you know, rabies or hydrophobia is known to be a dog that they call them rabbit or they, uh, they, they get mean. They, they'll foam at the mouth. There's a reason they'll foam at the mouth, okay? Uh, why, don't they, why don't they swallow? They, they can't. They don't swallow that liquid. This, uh, this disease, a lot of these animals, when, they are, uh, when this disease first comes on them, they will get, when they see, get the sight of water, it will cause their throat to, to, to begin to spasm. They'll go growling, barking, howling. They'll do whatever they can do to get away from that. The, uh, the throat convulses and it causes them a whole lot of pain is what I read. I wrote that down. And it said even the sight of water will sometimes cause them to go into a rage. That's according to World, World Book Encyclopedia. They said one thing I read in there in, in the World Book, and I looked it up. It said that if you're bitten by one of these infected animals, listen to what it says the first thing to do is. If you're bitten by one of these affected, infected animals, wash immediately with soap and water. 
bitten by it, first thing you do, I know you got, you know, there's no cure for that disease. No cure for it. There's generally, that's death for an animal that's got it, either by the disease or either by someone killing it eventually. But I thought that very interesting. That if you, if you're bitten by a rabid animal, first thing you ought to do is wash it with soap and water. There's something about that water. There's something about that water. Brother Hanley Milby said church wolves are 100% affected by this disease. He said not some of them, but all of them. They will go into a rage and attack anyone who gets in their way. They have a fear and dread of the Word of God. A fear and a dread. The preacher preaches a good Holy Ghost-stirring sermon on, on the Lord Jesus Christ and on salvation and on hell. They get stirred up and they'll even get angry. Well, they want to think that they're okay. They can't swallow the Word of God. They may even have spasms, usually cursing, throwing a fit. They even travel to other churches, growling, barking as they go. Sound like a wolf? They slobber all over the phone. They try to do all the dirt they can by force. Sometimes they'll even call on the rest of the pack to help prove out their way of going. Preacher, how do we prevent this? First thing we do is we stand up. Second thing we do is we stay in the Word. Stand up. Stay in the Word. Stay in the Word of God. We've not come to the point where we've gotten, we've learned enough where we don't need our Bibles. We've not come to the place where we've learned enough that we don't need the Spirit of Almighty God. Today we have a bunch of things calling themselves churches, and they're swelling real big. Getting they're, they're swelling real big. Numbers. They've got the music that they like to hear. They've got preachers with no standards. They're liking all that they get to hear as long as it doesn't involve the Word of God. They're growing, Brother Mike, by leaps and bounds. They're swelling by leaps and bounds. Today we may not have them beating down the door. Remember this, one day we're going to stand in judgment. One day we'll stand before God Almighty and He will, I reckon just you say, judge us according to our works. One day, Brother Mike, we're going to, we're going to find out the, the answer to all these problems. 
Someday we'll find out. I was going to hope we all hope to when we stand before him, what would you like to hear, Brother Jerry? Well done, thy good and faithful servant. Would you would you like to hear that, Brother Mike? Uh, what about you, Brother Bradley? Stephen, you? Brother Dane? Brother Troy? You know how to do that? Do well. You know how to hear well done? Do well. What you've heard, what you read, do it. Quit waiting back. Here we are, we're getting away still on this morning. I can't help it. I can't get away from it. Quit, quit, quit holding back. We know what to do. When we think God's going to overlook our fallibleness, God's going to let, he's going to say well done to me anyhow. Boy, we, we all in the bright. Let me tell you something. God's not going to lie to us in his word. I want to hear well done, thy good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over many. Enter into the joy of thy Lord. How am I going to do it? By being half-hearted? By not being concerned? By not being in the will of God? I'm not saying that you're not saved. I'm not saying that. I want to hear well done. I'd like for our church to hear well done. Wouldn't you like for, wouldn't you love for the Lord to be well pleasing with us? And wouldn't you love for, for God to, to say, boy, that's my place and I, my spirit dwells there and, and, and my, my spirit, that, that's, where I, that's where I am. Wouldn't you love for, to, to think that the Lord was well pleased with us? love to think that. I'd, I'd love to think that. We've got to stay in the water. We've got to do what we know to do. We've got to respond to God in the right way when, the, when God requires a response. We've got to be sensitive again to the Spirit of God. And, and when, when God moves upon us, we, we can't stand back and say, God, I'll do it my way. I'll do it when I want to. I got I don't don't bother me with that right. Look, I can pray just as good at home as I can when I at church. God said, My house shall be called in the house of prayer. What's wrong with us today is that we're so accustomed to being God of our lives instead of letting Him be the God of our lives. Are you in the water? Are you in the water tonight? I wonder. Where we're standing. I wonder how we're standing. I wonder what we need. I wonder, does your life need addressing? Do, do, you, do you need to, to confess some things to God this season and say, God, I went through the motions this morning now. The altars were full. God, I, I went through the motions this morning. But tonight, God, I, I really want to get real with you and I want to I want to be in earnest with you. And God, please do something with me. God, this morning I came wanting you to do something with somebody else. Now, God. I need you to do something with me. I'll do something with you. Will you walk out of here? Take your seat. I, I don't know. I say, boy, this is going to bow together something. I know. how you stand to the Lord this evening.
under our time. Are you in the Lord? Word of God. Are you waiting? Are you vulnerable? Are you ready to become a victim? 